Tales from Before the Grave with Kayla Spagnoli is brought to you by Real Podcasting. We're the people that take your passion or your profession and turn it into your podcast. Visit us on Facebook at Real Podcasting. That's capital R-E-A-L Podcasting. Now, enjoy the show. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Tales from Before the Grave. I'm Riley Evans, producing this show on behalf of Real Podcasting. And to my right, for very likely, if not guaranteed, the very last time, on the brown couch. Just because it's the brown couch. Yes. Not because I'm going anywhere. Or because I'm going anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. We will be continuing to bring you this fine audio production um, just from uh, a couch or bedroom of a different color kayla spagnol yay how are you doing kayla good so we just finished off our two-part episodes on you know the q a what it's like to be a funeral and uh hopefully this one's gonna be long too because you've got some stories to tell mm-hmm. i don't know anything about any of these stories we probably should have done a production briefing before we started the podcast, but uh, uh, we here at Real Podcasting believe that production is uh, production is necessary and preparation not always so. We're keeping it real. I don't know. Was that cool? Did I sound cool? Not no, really. No. Okay. Your delivery was a little whack, but we're keeping it real. I Kayla, don't fucking know. Kayla. Yes. Sorry. Why don't you tell us a story? Okay, children, come sit. <laughs> All right, what, what's your first story? Just give us a little background. My first story is a story that I was telling your mom when... Oh, yes. Yeah, so you told my mom like four stories. I know. I like, Why and haven't we talked about any of these? Yeah, so then I was like, shit, I should write this down and remind myself to tell the story. So I did. And here we are. And now we're doing a whole show on them. Yes. Begin. These are just like weird, wacky little stories that have happened to me. And it's not to say that these are like the highlight of my career because they're not. And I'm sure if I really, really wanted to sleep and get hypnotized or and take elusive drugs, I could find more stories that that happened to me. But um, not that I'm going to do any of those things. Or maybe I could, and then I give myself nightmares, and then I can't do the show anymore. Anyway, so one of the weird stories I have that is just really weird and out there and probably doesn't happen too much is um, there was actually a protest at one of the funeral homes I worked at. I'm incredibly intrigued. But it was like the dumbest friggin' protest. It wasn't even a good protest. Uh, it all started because... The owners of the funeral home were divorced and the woman who, oh, I don't want to get too much into it because then I'm scared people are going to Google it and try to f- figure this out. But anyways. But you're not going to say any names. I'm not saying any Or any names. identifying information. Exactly. But the woman who was, I think she's majority owner now, uh, who was not a funeral director, but who now... Owns, like I said, most of the funeral home. 
She was so she yeah she was fighting with her ex husband who is remarried. Well, he cheated on her, remarried, and has a daughter and all that. Has like a new family. Um, I don't really know what came to be in the politics of this funeral home that there was like this weird shift and almost like a turf war. Um, but some of the people that were hired by him were now like uh, either quitting or protesting against the rest of the funeral home, which is a very, very small chunk of the people who work there. But, you know, obviously when you have like any in-house fighting, it slows down production and... Um, it's not good for anything. No, it's not good for anyone. And it adds a lot of stress and all that kind of thing. I think one of the major things that did it is like this man came into the funeral home one day and he like, it was weird. He like yelled at some of us, but it was like nonsensical and he, he didn't really have any reason to do that. And then we all got money afterwards and it was disguised as a bonus. So basically they paid you off to not report them. That's what I think really, that's why they, everybody got, money it wasn't like a christmas bonus or anything like that i don't even remember if we got christmas bonuses i think maybe we got like a gift card okay talk about the protest so the crux of the story this guy was a part-time receptionist not a funeral director i'm trying to think what he did besides being a part-time receptionist like how he made his living he was kind of a, a loser he was actually a loser not kind of a loser. He was a loser. He was a weird conspiracy theory nut. And I remember when I first started that particular funeral home, I'm like, okay, I'm going over to the next chapel. They're like, oh, have fun. If so-and-so is working there. I'm like, why? Who's so-and-so? It's like, you'll see. And I was like, okay. I'm like, should I be worried? They're like, yeah, just don't talk about aliens. And I'm like, okay. So anyways, I found out very quickly. He's a conspiracy nut. Um, and on top of that, he just thought he was, like, high, mighty, and better than anyone. Like, you think that he had a major in philosophy or something and wore a fedora. Might as well have. Um, and he had a daughter, but his daughter didn't even live with him. He lived... The daughter lived with his parents. Anyways. Very weird man. Anyways, even though he was just a part-time receptionist... Um, he felt like he had some kind of stake in this fight between the owners and he decided to host a Korean style protest. I think it was Korean. A Korean. Yeah. Like from Korea. Right. Because he lived in Korea at one point and his ex-wife's Korean. Did he live in North or South Korea? Uh, Probably South. I'm going to imagine it was the South. Because if you go to the North, I'm assuming you never come back. Well, they, they actually do a little bit of tourism now because the country's so poor, but that's uh, save that for the geopolitics podcast. Okay, so he decided his way to protest, like this. F- it wasn't the fight itself; it was like he was team guy and not team woman. You know what I mean? So yeah. he was like, he on was, "Let's let's call a guy X and woman Y." Okay, so he's Even on team that's X. Chromosomally backwards. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I hear yeah, he's team X. So he's on the guy side and his way to protest it was it was February and his protest was to shave his head in the parking lot. And it wasn't like he had super long hair or anything. It's, he's just like a re- regular guy haircut, but w- like that, shorter than my hair. Yeah. 
Well, your hair's curly, but yeah, his hair's very, very straight. Okay. But regardless, his protest was to shave his head in the parking lot. So he got his daughter and he filmed it and he shaved his head in the parking lot. I'm not sure if this is up on YouTube, but I remember watching it. I'm just, I can't remember how. I th- Oh, I think it was because he posted it on his Facebook. And somebody's like, oh, you got to see this and showed me it on Facebook. But yeah, he, um, so it was like a peaceful kind of protest. That's how he viewed it. But w- that's, yeah, that's what he did. It shaved his head. And then he would s- come to our parking lot and stand in the parking lot. Eventually we're like, you can't stand in our parking lot. So you stand right outside the parking lot. But still, it was a protest where it was like, it didn't even make sense and didn't actually do anything because it's just one person. And and this was all over some internal funeral home politics. That he thought he, as a very minor player in the funeral home, had some kind of part to play. Yeah, it was really weird. And on top of that, I don't even know what he wanted out of it. Like, what his demands were. Yeah. Uh, some people just want to see the world burn. Exactly. And eventually, I'm pr- he either quit or got fired, obviously, because you can't pull that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no idea what he's doing now or what he's up to. And, uh, yeah, probably not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, why do you think he chose to shave his head? Because that's that that to me is the big question. I mean, like it's it's when we talk about the pantheon of of the great protesters of all time. Uh, not a lot of head shaving involved. Well, at least he didn't set himself on fire. So. That 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 would have been highly unfortunate. Yes, no, I I he, like I said, uh, he he um, lived in Korea for some time. His wife was Korean. His daughter obviously is half Korean, and I think he just thought that was like the smart philosophical way to protest. Okay, so it's like maybe he read it in like in like uh, in like um, some sort of like monk. Thomas Hobbes book. I don't know what that is. Oh, I guess it's probably like Eastern philosophy. So it's like a, Confu- uh, a book on Confucius or exactly. something. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't shave your heads as a protest, kids. Or if you do, maybe get a whole bunch of people to do it and raise money and like maybe give it to cancer or like make it make sense. Don't just shave your head in February and freeze your ass off and then drag your very young teenage daughter into it and... Sh- She's got better things to do. You're not even raising and you treat her like shit and you call an idiot. Like his daughter, I didn't obviously I didn't know her, but from everything he told me about her, she was very intelligent and did very well. And she was an exceptional uh, musician, but he would always like call her an idiot and stuff like that. If she ever said anything he didn't like, he was just an asshole. And on top of that, just from just because it's such a small world, I happen to know his girlfriend through like a friend of a friend and apparently he treated her like shit too and he he was much older than her and i'm like wow this guy's overall piece of shit so that's where all my anger is coming from i would imagine that there may be some sort of intellectual disability involved i i doubt it i think he just thought he was king shit okay yeah i'll defer to you but uh Speaks of somebody who may not entirely have their full functional cognitive abilities, but maybe uh, from doing too much drugs. I don't know. Anyways, uh, move on. We shall, because that is about the first of four stories, Kayla. 
Mm-hmm. What's number two? Let's uh, let's grab the background of that. Oh, my next story is just like a, a kind of funny, cute story. Is that I was uh, seeing someone and I, stop me if I've told you the story because now I'm not sure. Continue. I was seeing somebody and they uh, let my cat out in the funeral home. I have not heard this story. Oh, okay. So the reason why I had this cat isn't, well, I like cats to begin with, but a coworker had a cat. She didn't even care for it and was trying to like euthanize it, even though there's nothing wrong with it, which is like. Not legal, but continue. Right. And nobody would euthanize it. And I was like, I love your cat. Your cat can come live with me in the funeral home as long as it's okay with the funeral director, which it was because we had a mice problem. And it was the cat was like lazy and older and whatever so would not catch the mice <laughs> but i still love the cat he's still good uh, I, I don't know why i think that's so funny but that's hilarious cat was great We're like oh yeah he has a mice. we have a mice problem the cat can live here cat old lazy caught zero mice right and just like would look at them and it's just like okay i'm going to bed now i'm like okay <laughs> That's incredible. Continue. No, but it was still good company for me. And like I said, I liked having the cat around and, you know, it was it was nice. But yeah, um, I was giving a tour of the funeral home. Like, obviously, the funeral home was closed off hours, whatever. Not off hours, but it was like at night. And I was like, wait, did you leave my door open? And he's like... Yeah, I'm like, you let the cat out. So I'm like, now we have to go find this cat because the cat could be anywhere in the funeral home. So, so the cat lived with you in your living area. Yes. And he let the cat out of your living area into the funeral home. Yes. But okay. at, le- at least it wasn't during funeral hours. Like there wasn't. There that would have been infinitely better from a storytelling perspective. It would have. Yes. But I'm glad that isn't the case. But I'm like, the cat was mostly black and, uh, and it was dark in the funeral home so i'm like oh this is going to be a pain in the ass but um it wasn't like how it wasn't that hard to find because the cat i think was scared and it let out this like bellow like i've never heard before like what kind of bellow like can we get an impression oh god no i don't know if i could make the noise the cat it was like a satanic like Help me, I'm being crucified by Satan himself. It was like... Okay. So some sort of high-pitch, keening screech. Yeah. it okay. was, And it, it was in the middle of the hallway. So you like look down this dark hallway and you flick on the light and there's just this cat in the middle of the hallway giving like this huge sat- like satanic cry. And I was like, oh, Mickey. And it ran over the cat. And the cat just like stayed put. Like it was terrified and picked up the cat and dragged it. Not dragged it to the, but it was just like carried it, yeah, gracefully. yeah, lovingly, tenderly back up into my apartment where it was very happy to be back in my arms. Yes. How long did the cat live there? Uh the cat stayed with me up until the point I moved out, and then I visited the, like well, the, like the co my coworker and I were friends for some time after uh like after i moved on but um visited the cat like a year after that and the cat would always come to my lap and like lick my hand and like it knew i was a good step mommy i guess so confirmed that the cat liked you better than co-worker yeah my co-worker didn't like it oh yeah i should have just oh, so the cat it. still lived in the funeral home 
Oh, no, after she took it back after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the one that was trying to euthanize it. Yeah. Oh, God. No, but she said she wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. And the place I eventually moved to, uh, my roommate was allergic to everything. So I couldn't have, mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. have the cat. Have you seen the cat since? <sighs> my coworker and I had a falling out because she, she, assumed i was trying to steal her job uh so this was one of the final like places i was trying to work at before i was like fuck this before you left the industry yeah um i was trying to start up um a pet crematorium okay like or sorry i should say there's there's a person in ottawa that's trying to start a pet crematorium and was going to hire me to manage it but I don't even think he ever did. Anyways, he hired this lady as um, kind of like an office admin. Mm -hmm. And because there was no roles to do until this crematorium was built and I wanted to leave the funeral home I was working at, I suggested like I find another role and help him out until then because like what am I going to do? And she caught wind of it and she I think she assumed like I was just like trying to push her out. Gunning for that admin job. Right. And that's not the case. I just, I wanted to work, but not to sacrifice her position. Mm-hmm. You know, like I could do, and plus I'm a licensed funeral director. I could do things that she couldn't. Yeah. So she basically, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what happened. But it was like very clear. That's what she thought that was going to happen. And I left her voicemail being like, hey, it's me. Can you call me back? I just want to talk to you about this whole misunderstanding. It's not what you think. And never heard from her. Right. And I left her a voicemail on her home phone too. And I was like, this is, I can't do this forever. Like you either want to hear me out and forgive me or you yeah, want to assume what you want to assume. And she's in her forties. Like her kid was my age. Oh, for God's sakes. And I was like, I can't do this forever. Like I can't. Yeah. That was kind of it. How much, how much do I want to spend? How much time do I want to spend on, Getting somebody to hear me out, so. You know, uh, clearly not a lot, right? And I don't know where I'm going with this, but I was trying to segue into the fact that uh, not as much time as uh, we spent on that story because we're done that story now and we're moving on. Well, I just want to add one more thing. Yes. In the past couple of months, I did see her recently uh, at a store, but like I avoided her like the plague because I just didn't want to start up a conversation and I thought it would be awkward and what do you say to somebody that is so childish that refuses to talk to you? So Nothing, because they won't talk to you. Yeah. And they're not worth your time. Exactly. But moving on. What's story number three? Uh, story number three is something I'm not proud of that should have got me fired from funeral services. Not fired, but from this particular funeral home. I was but in- not like blackballed from the industry. No, but I, I was stupid and I was with a stupid funeral director. Um, so this funeral director and I went to Timbuktu to go do a burial. And the reason why... Wait, wait. Literal Timbuktu? No. Is Timbuktu even a real place? Yes, but it's not in North America. Oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm being, um... Facetious. I'm being coy. Actually, you're not being coy. You're being facetious. Okay, fine. I'm being an asshole. (laughs) <laughs> um, 
No, I took the first call for this person and agreed, like, I, I greeted them when they came in for the, uh, not the visitation, but for the uh, arrangements and whatever. So I was like, can I follow this through and go help with the burial? And they're like, sure. So you and so-and-so, who is a junior license, who is one of the many guys that worked at the funeral home that I lived at, they're like, sure, you two can take a hearse and you're going to go do this burial that's like two hours away. So we went off in the hearse and we did this burial. And on the way back, we needed gas. And because we're out in the middle of nowhere, a lot of these gas stations also have like an LCBO slash beer store attached to it. So, yeah, we got beer for the week because it was like a Friday. So we got beer for the weekend. But obviously, this is like super unethical. Like you sh- we're in our funeral su- suits on funeral time. In a hearse, getting beer. Probably not the best idea. To it be was a that. no. It was a terrible idea, and like I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, but probably because like I'm young, naive, and I'm with somebody who obviously thinks this is a good idea, mm-hmm. and it's not. But we never told anyone. I think I actually I think I told the funeral the fellow intern I was seeing at the time that we did this, and he's like, "Are you fucking serious?" And I was like, "Yeah. What's the big idea? Like, what's wrong with that? Like, anyways." Um, but yeah, the cashier said to us, he said to my coworker, who's a guy, he said like, you have babes, beer, and like a death mobile. What, what else do you need for a party? He said something like that to him. <laughs> yeah. It's like super redneck. And anyways, I always, I'm like, I need that tattooed on me now. Anyways, it was just kind of a dumb, funny thing I did when I was an intern. Yeah. Did you end up consuming those beverages and then doing something additionally, you know, poorly thought out? No. Oh, are you sure? Yes. But it was Do like... Do you want to make something up and then we'll splice it together? N- no, no. I, I just had to like sneak... We had to obviously sneak the beer in and be careful that nobody saw us. Like for me, it wasn't that hard because I just had to go up to my apartment. But for him, yeah. you know, sneak it into his car and whatever. But yeah... I mean, that's tough. I got to tell you, like, trust me, as somebody who once upon a time lived in university residence, it's like bringing bottles in. It's hard. Oh, yeah, because you can't, right? No, you can't because that's dangerous. Even if you're a legal age? Yeah. No, they still won't let you have bottles in. But you can have cans? Yeah. Oh, well, that's not bad. That's not that bad. Yeah. But it's just like bottles are better. I, I don't know if I totally agree with that, but I'm talking because about... Because there's no, like, there's, like, glass doesn't have a flavor to it, right? Whereas metal does. Okay, but the point I'm trying to say is, like, no, what we did was stupid regardless. Like, alcohol in a hearse is stupid. Don't do it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I thought this was going to be, like, some sort of, like, and then we got a DUI story. like. Oh, we're not going to drink and drive. No, 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 no. We're not that dumb, thank okay, God. Good. Well, at least I'm not. I don't know about him, to be honest, but... Uh, no, this is... The liquor store guy sounds like a guy that drinks and drives. Yeah. Well, I don't want to assume anything, but I just mean, like, it was stupid. And if we, if we got caught doing that, they would have probably fired us because, like, who the fuck thinks that's a good idea to buy booze and do that on company time? While so, driving a hearse. Yes, in, in, a, in a suit. And the funeral home license plates... Or yeah, or on the car. Yes. Here's the thing, and 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 this is, this is sort of, what I think the crux of the story is is the hearse. That's I mean, it. 
people, I'm sure, walk in to LCBOs all the time wearing a suit. Right. You know, exactly. you're dressed up, whatever. You're on the way to from where. Yeah, exactly. I have been a couple pops. Not a big deal. But you showed up with a hearse. Yeah. You don't like, see too many of those. Exactly. That's no, that's the real point. And like down the road, like in my career, uh, my coworker wanted to get because we were we're coming back from Gatineau or something. So he wanted to get beer at the gas station. He wanted to re- you wanted a repeat performance. Right. But the did the license plate say or the company? It might have, but it wasn't a hearse. It was like a, a van. Okay. And I don't know if you could tell where we're working just by the suits. And plus it's winter, so you'll have your coat on. So he wanted to do that. I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like... I don't know. He did it anyway. And I was like, technically I was an accomplice because I'm with him, but it's not like I went into the beer st- or whatever with him. I'm like, I won't tell, but this is a bad idea and I'm not condoning this. Kayla, will you ever learn? <sighs> will you ever learn from your mistakes? No. I mean, you learned eventually cause you're not a funeral director anymore, but that's, it took you seven years to do that. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so funny. I'm Riley. Okay. <laughs> anyway, next story. All right. I Last decided. story. Last story. I think I've, I told your mom this story as well because I was like ranting and. Big shout, Susan Evans. Yeah, exactly. And I was um, ranting because, so this story happened at the same funeral home as the protest. And I was just trying to tell her, your mom, obviously, how little thanks I got working at this funeral home and how uh, merciless, mercy, merciless, merciless. Thank you. Funeral services can be. Um, So I was working a funeral. I was working a funeral with uh, a friend. Well, like she was my coworker, but we're pretty tight friends. And I was uh, behind the curtain directing the music, so popping CDs in and making sure music was on time and all that kind of stuff for her. And she comes to me, and she's like, catering's not here. I'm like, what do you mean catering's not here? Like, the funeral's happening. Caterer should be here by now. She's like, it didn't get ordered. I don't know. I'm like, can you get somebody else to do this music? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, I'll be right back. So I took uh, an FDA with me. And I had my debit card, and I went to the nearest uh, Loblaws, which was, like, just down the street from us. And we packed the van full, and I put it on my debit card. And we got, like, sandwiches and chocolate and, I think, clementines. Oh, that's a nice touch. I don't know. Whatever. Baguettes. Like, we just got a whole bunch of stuff. I'm like, what would be a funeral? And I just, like, grabbed it all, stuck in my cart. Like lots of finger foods, basically. Yeah. Well, we didn't even... I don't... It's... You, that's the thing. We're on a time constraint. Like, this funeral is going to be over in 20 minutes. We can't put the stuff in the oven. No. So it's just like, holy shit, sandwiches and stuff, and just cut them up and let's go. So that's what we did is I – obviously, the caterer wasn't there, but we had plates, and we had a little kitchenette that we could, like, serve things. So that's what we did, and we brought stuff out, and um, – at one point, we're like, oh, maybe there's not even enough food. So we, I went back again and got more chocolate and stuff. And, yeah, my coworker was like, thank you so much. And obviously the family knew this is not what they ordered, right? It's like random yeah. shit that we put on a spread for them. Mm-hmm. 
So you told them, like, yeah, we're really sorry. Catering didn't show up for X, Y, Z reason. Right. But I think, you know, it's it's still better than nothing. Oh, well, yeah. But yeah, I basically had to ask for a thank you from the funeral home uh-huh. because they wouldn't. I don't think they really acknowledged it or cared that I did that for them. What was the total cost of everything you purchased? I th- uh, Somewhere between 200 and 300 That is an exorbitant amount of money. And obviously they paid me back. Okay. But it wasn't even about the paying me back. Well, obviously I, it is because like I'm a poor funeral director. You need those dollars. But I just like I wanted them to like acknowledge my problem solving skills and the, the fact that I was willing to go out on a limb for them and act quickly and get food and get shit done and hustle. And I don't think they really cared. Yeah. Did they ever actually thank you? I, I asked the nephew of the owner to make sure that the owner knew. So in the situation, the why, so the woman knew that this happened. So I, at the next five minute morning meeting, she would thank me no. because I didn't think I, she would really give a shit. And that's, she, she did say thanks and that was it. And I got a check a couple of days later for the amount I spent. Down to the penny. Yeah. No Christmas bonus. No Christmas bonus. This is probably in late June or something. No, no, <laughs> it was actually, I had a, it was winter. Cause I remember, well, when there's Clementines, uh, like the yes. crates, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I got them because I thought it would be like a good touch. Mm-hmm. But also because I remember grabbing my coat and stuff to, okay, to yeah, run to right. Loblaws. Like we had to grab a van, obviously. And yeah. So well, no like thank you bonus, no card, no gold sticker. Well, that's the most criminal part because that's a gold star performance. And, and Kayla, I want you to know that uh, myself and the people out in the world listening to uh, Tales from Before the Grave, we appreciate you. Thank you. And, and if I had a gold star sticker to give you for your performance in this podcast, I would do that. But unfortunately, I think uh, unless you've come up with another story off the top of your head, nothing, all right, this would draw a conclusion to this episode of Tales from Before the Grave. Mm-hmm. Well... Um, I want you to look at that couch you're sitting on right now. I want you to say bye to it. What if, what if I don't want to? Well, that's not really up to you because this is the last time that you're going to be recording this. Take it with you. Absolutely not. It's very, very heavy. Okay. Goodbye, couch. All right. And, uh, we're going to say goodbye to you people until next time. Uh, that was Kayla Spagnoli. I've been Riley Evans. This has been Tales from Before the Grave produced by real podcasting and we will see you